I'm here to talk about um, coming up to speed with desires that I've launched. And um, some years ago, I launched the desire to get married again one day. And I even put it in my creation box. I spent a lot of time on envisioning it. And I really knew that one day that would happen. And I, um, in, the, in the focusing on the marriage word, I got a number of marriage proposals in the years that followed. And for one reason or another, I didn't, I didn't say yes. And um, then I started listening to your words. And I also started amplifying my freedom feeling in my life in general. Is freedom and marriage not synonymous in well, your mind? Well, that's part of it for me. Marriage started feeling like I could try to massage marriage into feeling free, but why didn't I just feel free? So I started wanting to create um, an intimate relationship that wouldn't be about lining someone up for life, but would rather be about being in my delicious now and going along, really resonating with some of the things you've said about um, how you'd like our marriage vows to sound, for example. I like you pretty good. Let's, Let's see, see how it how goes. goes. Right. <laughs> and that feels really good to me in my now. And I've attracted a wonderful man um, who I love very much, and we've been together two years. And um, unsurprisingly, he's very adamant that he never wants to get married either. And um, I feel like I'm living in exactly what I want. But whenever I think about marriage, I don't want to do it. But when I think about that I'll never do it again, I feel sad. <laughs> and I feel like it's a really potent topic. And I'm wondering, is this something I launched so successfully that I have to line up with it? Or if I'm choosing now to line up with the... Ladies and gentlemen, you already know what it is. It's Monday. And you thought. I know you didn't think this after what almost two years of this. I know y'all didn't think I was gonna take my foot off the gas. <laughs> oh my goodness! Tonight's topic is going to be absolutely monumental. A sister brought this topic to me. You guys know this sister. People who know me anyway. Uh, I have a television show called The Situation Shift. Uh-oh. Right? With Zoe Williams and the co-executive producer of the show. Her name is, are you ready? Miss Jackson. Sarah Jackson. <laughs> Sarah Jackson cultivated this topic for me. Uh. And I said, oh, you know how I do, Dr. Shalanda. I say, what you do is you give me your topic. And seven questions, and I'll do the rest. You got it from there. I got it from there. Okay. Oh, man, she hit me with this topic. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's absolutely outstanding. But before I get into the topic, I've got to introduce my stellar panel. Oh, God. Normally, my playlist is my co-host because it's just me and the music. Okay. But today, oh, Lord, in the name of sweet baby Ray's Barbecue Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Ain't yeah. like you've been raised Yeah, now we got some special folk in the house right now. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, legendary comedian, actor, True. thespian, 
Yes. You have to say it. And, yeah. I like the girl. And it, <laughs> I like that. You have to say it in an English accent. <laughs> yes, 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 indubitably. Indubitably, yes. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Rodney Perry in the building. Yo, what's up, yeah. Zoe? <laughs> man, what are we talking about? This, this is going to be incredible. Okay, it's going to be go. incredible, man. And then, you already know what it is. Yeah. These are one, some of my favorite people in the world, right? Of course, we have none other than KBLA, our own. Your own. She's She belongs to us. KBLA owns. AM. AM. Early. 1580. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, you mean AM in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Sundays at 8 AM. Yeah. The Dr. Sunshine Show. Ah. Dr. Shalonda Crawford. Hey, bringing a little sunshine for your mind. Wow. Let me tell you something about KBLA, man. They have an incredible roster of just powerful sisters. Yeah. Yes. And I love it. My sister, Dr. Jashana Johnson. Yes. You know, I love Whenever she ready to come back, come <laughs> on. She ain't got to do, do a whole lot to get on here. Oh, no. She ain't okay. got to. Just, just a text message. I'll be. I'm around the corner. Something, something. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Let's get intimate with with Dr. Jashana on Saturday. KBLA, yes. Right, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's if right. I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, are y'all ready to tackle this topic? Now you know how I do. I like to frame it up. Okay, let's do it. Ask some questions. As you know, this is a non-judgmental space. We encourage everybody to call in and share their opinions. You will not be judged. You will not be condemned. I'm gonna judge you. Ronnie, you we I'm need at least one judge. I'm I'm <laughs> There's three judge. of us. We need at least one I'm judge. I'm definitely judging. Come on, come Rodney, on, Zoe. See, hey, I gotta take away one of his Virgo powers. You cannot judge. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm down. the queen of no judgment and safe spaces, but we need at least one on this path. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's topic <laughs> relationship <laughs> chemo. Mm. What is that? You so tell me. I'll explain it. Okay. Break it down. Relationship chemo, right? Analogous to the metaphor used in chemotherapy, all right, in medicine. It refers to thoughts and behaviors employed within intimate relationships with the initial intent of self-protection, but often culminating in unintended consequences that hinders personal growth and impedes the healing process. So it's like a coping mechanism. Oh, wow. Right? It's like, I'm doing this for me. Right? Right. And doing it for you, whatever it is, might be smoking, might be stonewalling, might be closing yourself up, might be a myriad of different things. Indeed. In the short term, good for you to go inside, gather, recalibrate. But in the long term... Could end up not only hurting you, but hurting the ones you got to deal with. Chemo, just like chemo, mm-hmm. chemo go but in chemo and kill everything. Chemo ultimately is to make you feel better in the longer well term. It, right? It depends. A lot of people opt out of it because yeah. it doesn't just kill cancer cells; it kills everything. Yeah, chemo can wipe it all out. That's, all out. It's gonna wipe everything. Catch all. It, it can catch one thing and bring on another one. Do you see? First-hand facts, not first-hand as in me with cancer, but just knowing people. So examples of relationship chemo may include emotional distancing, avoidance of difficult conversation, defensiveness, excessive self-listen, 
excessive self-reliance. Yeah. If everybody, I can't trust nobody. I, I, it's only me against the world. Hey. Tupacism. Tupacism. <laughs> <laughs> me, me against the world. Me against the world. Me against the world. Wait a minute. And the repetition of the familiar. Maladaptive relationship patterns. These responses, rooted in self-preservation mechanisms, often stem from past hurts and betrayals becoming ingrained as habitual ways of coping. Okay. You doping yourself with relationship chemo. Wow. You wiping it all out. Wow, that's a lot. Lord have mercy. Relationship chemo. This is a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, In what ways are you, in what way? Are you using maladaptive behaviors to heal your relationship, and are they actually killing it? It's maladaptive. one 800 special guest tonight, Rodney Perry and Dr. Sunshine. When we come forward, we're going to ask some questions, take some callers, and get deep. Wow. When your family gets broken apart when you're a kid, it can imprint you with a broken picture of what's possible for you in relationships, especially when you form your own relationships with a partner or start your own family. And when parents are too preoccupied with their drama and their pain, they don't perceive the reality of what you needed as a kid. And that emotional emptiness can get so desperate that when you're old enough to get some kind of boyfriend or girlfriend, you merge with the first person who comes along And this can seriously slow your emotional development, especially after what you went through as a kid. Or you can be a bad influence on your partner and they on you. You can amplify each other's pain from the past. And it can make healing for everybody impossible. And at that point, everything depends on at least one partner having the wisdom to break the cycle. Now, breakups are messy, but somehow, one way or another, that intense dance of jealousy and punishment and pushing people away and pulling them back in, it has to stop if either of you is going to heal. So if you're the one in that relationship, regardless of how it's going to affect the other people, your healing depends very much on doing whatever you need to do to stop that emptiness and anger and become capable of a real relationship. My letter today is from someone I'll call Angie, and she writes, Dear Anna, I'm a 32-year-old single mother of a five-year-old... Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason back in the building. I love it when the guests are listening intently. <laughs> they like, oh, Jesus, it's about to get deep up in here, yeah, Lord. Yeah. Trying to get ready for the pop quiz. You understand me? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by Rodney Perry, comedian, actor, and thespian. Ah, uh, yes. And, and a, husband. And husband and, and father. And 27 years in. There Life without the possibility of parole. There you go. <sighs> there you go. And, of course... Dr. Shalanda Crawford, a.k.a. Dr. Sunshine. Sunshine. Tonight's topic, relationship (laughs) chemo. Is what you are using to heal your relationship actually killing it? Mm. Mm. Are your past relationship issues currently in remission? 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Do many people pathologize? our partner's shortcomings and does this sabotage the integrity of the relationship 1-800-920-1580 get ready get ready get ready get ready how can one cause their past 
relationship issues to go into remission. Oh, Lord, we got questions. We got questions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you provide examples of common relationship chemo that might that we might unknowingly use? Like, I don't want to talk about it ever. The silent treatment. Ooh. Like, I can't feel you no more. Ooh. Ooh. That gets into some attachment stuff. Uh, hey, where are we? You, mm. you you still got the you still got the chemo drip. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my life off this radio. <laughs> you about to decimate the whole thing because you just want to heal you. You don't understand that you're a part of us. We talk but, to me. But so don't you think that healing you has to be a priority in order for how long? Well, I think yeah. how long is subjective. I know. There's many variables that That's come along rug. with length of time that it should take you to heal. Yes. I, 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 can, I agree with that. I mean, you have to be a solid individual before you can be a part of a, a, a solid couple. Come on. Keep going. You know, uh, if, if, you're, if you're a person that, that, that is ill-equipped to be you, then you can't be a part of a solid couple, I don't think. Well, how solid do you have to be? You gotta be. You gotta be as solid as it takes to to continue on day after day. Uh, I, I, you know, I in our, our marriage, I believe you just you, every day you get another chance to get it right. Okay. okay. Every day you get another chance to get it right. But, but what but, if the relationship chemo doesn't provide chances for mm. you to get it right? Hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> he said, I'm a comedian. I think, yeah, right, <laughs> no, right. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't diss it like that. But I mean, I don't know, man. I'm 20, 27 years married. Uh, some people would say that's successful, but there's been moments when both of us wanted out. Right. You know, there's been moments when she wanted out, moments when I wanted out. So I, when I tell people, you know, when I counsel young people on marriage, the idea is not to arrive there the same day. The moment that two people arrive at, I don't want to be with you, that's the last day, I believe. Well, I think it, if they arrive at the same time. Same day, same time. Yeah, same that's what, that's day, what I'm same saying. time. Because, yeah, I think relationships have their ebb and flow. But as somebody's got to want to work it out. Together. Yes, somebody's got somebody to somebody fight for us. Right, right. So Whatever guys, that thing is. So you guys are talking about willingness. For sure. Absolutely. Willingness For sure. has to be an, an essential ingredient in order to fight and save the situation. Mm -hmm. Well, willingness is, is, a, is a great point, Zoe. But it, it does. You don't both don't have to be willing at the same time. Yeah. Somebody's got to be willing to fight for us. So somebody got to be the willingness salesman. Exactly. And the other person got to be willing to buy the pitch. Hopefully. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Hopefully. They just have to be willing to stay on board while Ooh. I pitch. Cause you just, I just need you to stay on board long enough, right? To hear ride me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I love it. I love it. How does self awareness contribute to making healthier choices in healing? Self awareness. I think it goes. I think it ties right into um, the it, it, the healing process for coming into a relationship whole. I think. You can work out things when you know what it is that you need to work out. Mm. Um, otherwise, you're walking out and you don't even understand uh, uh, what you're walking away from. I think you have to do the work 
to learn what your blind spots are mm. and and what your traumatic triggers are. Because a lot of times we're in relationships functioning off of our trauma responses. Mm. And it's it, why do we do this? You, you mentioned it. Or why do we do we Repression. Why do we go into remission? Mm -hmm. We go into remission for survival. Mm-hmm. Because some things are just too heavy to deal with, or so we think they're too heavy to deal with. Wow! And, and how about this? I think we are in, and most of our most of us are in relationships, and we are really damaged goods. You know, whether whether it's but that goes you, for everybody, right? Yes, absolutely. We yes. are we, we're, we're damaged goods, and you know, uh, if you if you're dealing with a woman in America, she's probably been been hurt tremendously before you ever get to her and then when you, when she gets to you you're gonna do some hurting too hopefully you won't hopefully you won't hopefully but, you won't, but you probably will you probably will you but, probably, but can we normalize that as a human experience though because you yeah. say women in america i think this is a people issue Ooh, human mm -hmm. issue. i think this is a human issue because yes, right. i'm gonna argue that men, men are gonna have, come to me have baggage as well true. around the world right regardless wow. of culture I just think if you if you are a part of the human experience and we all are, mm -hmm. then you get the full gamut of human experience, which includes hurt, pain right. to varying degrees. Uh, Dr. Shalonda Crawford, a.k.a. Yeah. Dr. Sunshine. Hey. What are the signs that a relationship may be in need of healing and what are the steps to take to get that healing going? I, okay, what comes to mind? Do you see how you put the tough stuff? You you are you ready though? That's the way you jumped on it. You was ready. You see, I the, the first thing I think, and I think many people don't think about this, is are you hiding your true self? Are you putting the true you in remission so that the the tolerable you, the palatable you? can be up front the digestible you for your partner i'm going to present the pieces of me mm -hmm. that i think you can tolerate the mask the mask wow. well 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 i want to argue that it's not always a mask that's why i said the pieces of me right i can be my true self and not give you my whole self come oh, 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 oh. oh. So can we go deeper into that notion Let's go Let's i can go. give you a piece of me Right. And, yes. it, and it's the truth. It happens more frequently than we admit. Wow. But not the whole me. But not the whole me. Because I haven't even gotten to a point where I've accepted the whole me. I don't, even, I don't like him like that. I don't like all of me like that. Hence why I'm willing to push it back into the closet. You know, yeah. I always say this with my wife all the time. I say people don't change. Mm. I think people mm. are, are people kind of are, are different versions of themselves. But unless people have have something life changing happen to them, they kind of do the same things over and over. I believe that. Mm. And and my wife and I had these debates all the time. She's like, mm. well, so what you're saying is you'll never change. You'll never. I'm not saying I'll never change. I'm saying that I probably won't. <laughs> oh, no, I probably won't. I am this guy. I've been this guy for 50-some years. The odds of me being somebody other than this guy are very slim. Well, this, this is what I know about Rodney Perry. You might not change, but you don't reveal it all. 
So over time, you're revealing different aspects. Indeed. So it may look like you're changing. Mm. I wow. know you, Rodney Perry. I know how you get down. You change your cigar palette. Anyway, <laughs> Dr. Shalanda, <laughs> I want you to okay. hold it. Okay. Because when okay. we come forward, okay. we're going to get Dr. Shalanda's take on it. Well, right. Oh, man, we on fire tonight. Okay. We still got a lot to talk about. Phone callers, get ready, get ready, get ready. The number to dollars is one 800 I want to talk to you. What you want to do is, for your child, is that you want the best for the best in them. That's what you want. And that's what you want from people that you surround yourself with. Now, they'll hold you to a high standard if that's the case, right? Because whenever you degenerate in any of the multiple ways that you're likely to degenerate, they're going to, like, whack you on the back of the head and say, you know, clue the hell in. You know, you're, you're demeaning yourself. You're less than you could be. And there, there's real judgment in that, and it's harsh. You know, but with friends, it's the same thing. You want friends, they're not friends if they're not these people. You want friends who, when something good happens to you, they're, that's good for you, right? They're happy about that. They're not like all bitter and resentful underground and like saying horrible things behind your back and telling you how they did something that was better and trying to drag you down. It's like, that's not helpful. And then when something bad happens to you and you go to them and you say, look, this terrible thing happened to me, First of all, they don't try to top it with some like horrible thing that happened to them because they don't have the patience to listen. And second, they're not secretly gloating about the fact that catastrophe finally befell you. It's like they're actually hurt by it. And th that chapter is an injunction. is like, take a look at the people that are around you. And if they're not on the side of what's good for you, then walk away because, well, first of all, that's best for them too. If you put up with that, all you're doing... Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason mm. on a Monday. You know I'm not going to play with you this evening. I'm not going to play with you. We're talking about relationship chemo. You doing things exclusively for you that are good for you in the short term that could be maladaptive later on for the relationship. That can actually wipe out the relationship mm. just like chemo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's going to kill the cancer. Mm. But it's going to kill uh, muscle tissue, bone, it's going to kill everything else, too. Yeah. But, but red uh, blood cells, all of it. Aren't you the most important thing? Like, so what if it destroys the relationship? Like, if that, if your relationship was weak enough to be destroyed by the chemo, then it needs to be done. It so should be over. So you just cool being by yourself? Not necessarily. I'm saying sometimes... The weak have to be eradicated. Ooh. <laughs> oh, like so some people don't have no business with you. Oh, Ooh. okay. Keep I hear going. You. So yes. if we continue to, you know, to, to despise that thing that would eradicate that would eradicate certain relationships, some relationships have to go. I we, agree we with can't, that. I mean, I, I say this thing. I can smoke sometime. a bag of that if I smoke. Yeah. E yeah, every I, I, I every relationship start with hello. Hello. Everything, every single. How many, how many times you been in a relationship? If you'd have just looked off, mm -hmm. could have saved you, a, <laughs> saved you a decade. You all, good yeah. job. Good, good job. job. Good Roger. job. We saw you. We saw you <laughs> catch it. The boy's a comedian. Hey, how can one differentiate between genuinely helpful interventions and potentially harmful relationship chemo? I think it. I think you have to uh, take a, a th that. I think can be determined over time. Yes. I so, think you have to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. You have to see what works. Because I do believe that healing in general is not a one-trick pony. No. It's going to be different for every person. So yeah. what works for you 
may not work for the next person. They got to give it a go right. with somebody who is, you know, two things. Trained to know is one thing, mm-hmm. but you want to be getting relationship advice for from someone who definitely has you in mind, but also the two of you mm-hmm. has an interest for the relationship if that's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? No. So does the advice benefit me? Yes, but also we. the relationship. We. Yeah. Yes. You can't advise me and then despise my guy. How you is that going to be helpful? You can't advise me, then despise we. Right. Ooh. That's How does that work? Yeah. That, I, uh, yeah, look. see, you just got pulled back in from no, your no, statement. I, now, I, now, come no, clean No, 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 no. Let me jump, let me jump back in. Uh, I, need you, I need you to both, both feet. I'm going to jump back in. Because, Ten toes. Uh, <laughs> that's a great concept. But, like, say, for instance, my friends are not my wife's friends. And if I have a friend that becomes my wife's friend, you're no longer my friend. You are a friend. No, no, no. He doesn't want his friends to be his wife's friend. Because I need my friends to talk to me. Don't talk to me. my sounding board. Yes, I see. You are my friend. How many times you talk to my wife? I ain't never talked to your wife. There's a reason. Okay, cool. The voice of reason is my friend. <laughs> However, the voice of the voice of reason has interest and concern for your wife because of you. He's your friend. And if you called me and said, "Bro, I need you." Okay, I'm which there. Is fair. The I'm relationship there. advice that Zoe will give you will be as objective as possible. Not because I'm not gonna choose no side. You know how there I'm, you go. I'm gonna hold you to your feet to the He's fire. He's interested right. in your relationship because you're interested. Look, look, people like to feel See good. What I'm saying nobody wants to not feel good. So you like, just want people to validate you. Yes, <laughs> at least he's honest. I love it. Look, look, I would tell you, I would tell you why. Like, say for instance, me and my buddy, uh, we play watch football together. He doesn't root against my team, and I don't root against his. We can sit there all day and watch football because we 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 have an unspoken, unwritten rule that you don't root against my guys and I don't root against your guys, even if we plan each other. Because those football parties can turn into fights quick. Easily. Yes. I, I actually can relate to that. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that we don't talk religion. We can talk about everything, but, but we no cannot religion. talk religion. Because you know true. it's going to go there. I right. know it's going to go there. That's healthy to me. So let me ask this. What roles does effective communication play in the process of relationship healing? It's everything. Because you guys are talking about it right now. You guys set up rules yeah. for watching football. You guys talk, set up rules for talking everything but religion. Talk to me about effective communication and its role in actually healing relationships. Okay. Uh, we agree. Uh, it's everything. It's everything. I feel like if you cannot effectively deliver your message, then you're wasting your time. Mm. You also need to be able to effectively hear the message that is coming at you or else you're wasting your time. Mm. So I think it um, it matters that you be uh, aware, consciously aware and make a real effort not to be offensive because offensive people are defensive Ooh. and they cannot Ooh. hear. Wow, how about that? Ooh. That was dope. No, it's that yeah, that is that the absolute dope. if you if you are offending me mm. and not necessarily with the message, but the way you're delivering the message. Tone and delivery. Yeah. I can't hear nothing you're saying. It's like talking to the wall. All mm. I'm doing is defending myself and not listening. So 
Effective communications sometimes start with posturing yourself in a way that's not offensive. I love it. Ladies and wow. gentlemen, you're listening to the Voice of Reason. Special guests in the building. You know him, Thespian. Yes. Rodney Perry, comedian, actor, and of course, my friend, my homegirl, my sister, one of my KBLA family members, Dr. Shalonda Crawford. When we come forward, phone lines are about to start cracking, and we're going to bring them in here to integrate their ideas into this thought. Ladies and gentlemen. You know the voice of reason is on fire tonight. You know I was going to play some Michael Jackson. It's, it's Virgo season. <laughs> it is Virgo season. <laughs> we trying to heal our relationships without destroying them. Wow. Sometimes we try to heal ourselves and we wind up, you know, going in and just being very narcissistic about it. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't want to say narcissistic. said that word. But sometimes we really get selfish selfish and self-centered and it's all about me and it doesn't matter and get away from it. And it's like, you know, you, you love this person, though. And you know, if they walk away, whatever pain you feeling now be worse. is going to be worse. You know this. Talk to me, Rodney. You know what occurred to me as I was listening to the great Michael Jackson? Here we go. Is how do we not need chemo from the jump like like when everything is great how do we maintain the good times how do we keep from getting sick in the first place how do we you know like there's some some preventive measures that we can take as our health so we can not get cancer uh -huh. you can have a you can you, diet exercise those things could happen right. so what do we do as people involved in relationships to maintain relationship before we get bad dr shalanda well i there i think it again i it, have a bunch of them but dr. yeah I, I i think there's a there's a bunch of them too and i'm gonna i'm gonna start with i'm gonna well where do i want to start because I do, I go back to blind spots okay. because I do feel like when you know yourself, then you know what your needs are. Because we're really trying to fulfill our, our and oftentimes we're in relationships using other people to fill voids into we're using the person that we're in relationship mm. with to heal us and we don't even know we're doing it mm. oftentimes because we're operating in the same survival mode that we are accustomed to and we've needed to to survive in in regular relationships mm -hmm. so i think we do hide sometimes and we don't even know so unmasking but communication i go mm. back to communication right and and your ability to be authentic, that joint is a lot harder mm. in real life mm. than it is to to actually say. Mm. So I think we come into relationships on drip because I on think drip. that not on drip on drip <laughs> yeah, on drip because I think we're imperfect people. All of us work. All of us. Right. So I'm in on drip, right. and I'm looking for somebody that can that can drip that I can drip with. Mm. Drip with me. Drip with me. In the journey of healing intimate relationships, we often find ourselves grappling with the weight of the past and the insidious influence of the ego. The great Jiddu Krishnamurti, a renowned philosopher out of southern India, offered profound insights into the human psyche and the barriers to genuine healing. Now, we're going to explore a, a bit of what he was talking about. Krishnamurti's insight 
emphasized this, the importance of self-awareness without judgment. You, a, a self-awareness of you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. without your inner judge. Right. Right? Because oftentimes we think we're healing when we're actually judging ourselves. Indeed. Like if you don't hit a healing benchmark, you put yourself down many yeah, times. You count that as a failure. Then you may bring that into the relationship. You may be upset with you and, wow. and then it becomes a problem in the relationship. And you thought you was doing something to heal yourself. And you're not. So, so what does that look like when you've identified with your issue mm. and now you can't separate yourself from your issue? That it, is definitely it, so, an arm of shame. So now I'm yes. in a relationship with shame. Right. Mm. And you think it's my job to bring you to a place of healing from that. Wait, go deeper. How do I outrun your image of yourself? Now watch this. Even shame has expectations. Yes. Ooh. Yes. So, so now, the judgment is still there. So now the shame has expectations for the partner. F for you. You, you and the partner. Shame is saying, feed wow. me. Yes. Wow. Guilt is saying, feed me. Pride, ego is saying, hey, I'm here. I got expectations. So, so what do we do? What, what do we do? Uh, I tell my daughter, who's a, uh, she runs track for the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. I said to her, I said, forget what you know. So track is a sport of ab absolutes. Everybody got times. Everybody know your time. Mm -hmm. But what you don't know is how a person is going to act or react that day, what they're going through, what they're, what they're dealing with in life. So you have to forget what you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that applies here in relationships. Sometimes to stop that judgment, you got to forget what you know. Forget the failure. Forget the, the but, mistakes. Bro, you got to forget them. You sound like you read Krishnamurti. I, I just, because I'm Krishnam ball, I'm just Krishnamurti's biggest issue was. <laughs> Pop it off. No, but you on point. Krishnamurti's biggest point was psychological knowledge does damage he said mm. psychological knowledge he said knowledge is a reflex of memory think wow, about forget that. what you know forget what you know it is a reflex of memory wow. so sometimes you have to say you know what enough's enough i'm done with that yeah if we're gonna move on and i still value you this is what we got to do but but let me ask you this like can you expect your significant other to forget the trauma? You know, like, um, like, like my wife will bring up stuff from ten years ago easily, like uh, something really in my mind is old news. But she'll bring it up. Remember that time you? So I'll tell you a quick story. So uh, I I had this girl at the DMV. No romantic thing. But she would, she would, when I would come to the DMV, she would speed me up to the front of the line. She would always. hook you up. She, she would hook, hook me up. up. Yeah, she would hook you up. And because of that, I was, I was probably more nice to her than any other person at the DMV. And my wife thought that was, that was, that was, that was tantamount to, to cheating to her. And she will still bring up that DMV lady every once in a while. Well, I think when things keep popping up, it's because they're unresolved. Ah. I think if you can put it to bed, not... Literally. Not just, not just stop talking about it. But that's healing, right? Putting yes. things to bed yes. then is it, it will, healing. It will go away. 
So many yeah. people. I'm putting the bed the wrong way. I'm just yeah. not talking about it no more. In, in it's my not mind, in the that's, bed. It's not, not in the bed. But it's under the saying. bed. It's under the bed. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Many people don't know how to put wounds to bed. Yeah. How do you put wounds to bed? How do you extrapolate the wisdom out of wounds so you can put them to bed? Wow. I have no idea. Okay, I always. <laughs> you just sit back now. And you allow Dr. Shalanda to go on ahead and drive the train. Go on with Shalanda, do your thing. <laughs> this is Margo's. No. <laughs> I I say you. Uh, <laughs> I say that you make a pointed effort to reverse the hurt. You must make it. You you put you employ the pain. You put the hurt to work. For you. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You, you don't get to say that and we not ruminate for a moment. You said put the hurt to, to work. work. To work. For you. Ooh. Break the, how do break you get down, Doc? Not, come come on. How do you put wounds on your spiritual payroll? Talk to me. I love it. You do that as the spiritual payroll. I'm glad that we can fold spirituality in. That's because what it is. It's it's absolutely on par. There there are no wasted experiences in life. How about it? I came on by saying hurt is part of the human experience. So we're all gonna get our episodes, our experiences uh-huh. with hurt. But hurt has its purpose. Mm. And hurt has many purposes. So if you can pull out the lesson in any situation, yeah. you grow from it. Learn. That's number one. Yeah. You learn from it. You grow. A mistake yeah. remains a mistake unless you learn and, and extrapolate a lesson out of it. Mm. So if you can do that, then you've you're, you've grown already. So everything then, is valid. Every every single thing is valid, and I'm going to give you a few more reasons why it's valid. We come to the relationship on drip, right? Mm-hmm. You can enter a relationship and have a healthy one and not be completely healed yourself, mm-hmm. because a lot of your healing journey is really dependent on how willing you are to work with someone else by way of your hurt and healing and extend that to help someone else. So, so let's so let am, me help am I you. Hearing, am I hearing, Doc, that we all should stay moist? <laughs> I recently got asked this great question, and I wanted to answer it, and I think that um, this question and the answer is a really great uh, interlude you know in between these sections on this course the section that we just finished on how your body impacts your mind and how to soothe your nervous system through your body and this next upcoming section which is all about how to change how you feel by changing how you think so I got asked this question recently I thought it was a great question right someone asked me I think about and talk about my emotions all the time but I still feel terrible. I still feel upset about the past. No matter how much I try to work through my emotions or my memories, they just keep coming back. I I can't let go. And the more I think about them, the worse I feel. Now, people say that time heals, but if you ask someone with severe anxiety or PTSD, they'll tell you that it doesn't. Or if you ask someone with depression if thinking about their emotions or their thoughts helps, they'll often say that it just makes them feel worse. So here's the thing, usually what's causing our mental block is that instead of processing through an emotion and coming out the other side, something that we're doing is leaving us cycling, going in a circle and constantly getting stuck. 
one definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So in this video, we're going to talk about what causes these mental and emotional blocks, as well as discuss some strategies to help you break through them. BetterHelp has sponsored this video, and they make it really easy to start therapy right away. BetterHelp is an online therapy provider that links you with a licensed therapist in your area. They make it easy for you to meet with a therapist from the comfort of your own home for as little as $65 a week. So check out the link in the description for 10% off your first month. So just doing more thinking doesn't help us resolve problems. It tends to reinforce a problem. Now, if this doesn't make sense, let me give you a couple of examples. So with anxiety, it's common to avoid the things that make you anxious. So if you're afraid of dogs and you avoid them, that sends a message to your brain that the only reason you survived those dogs is because you avoided them, which your brain takes as a signal to make your anxiety worse around dogs. The more you avoid something, the more anxiety you feel. Avoidance keeps you stuck in that fear response. So when you avoid something, you just start cycling, right? Let's do an example with depression. If every time you make a mistake, you then call yourself a failure, this, this label you give yourself prevents you from being able to learn from the experience and grow through it. And that leaves you feeling bad in most situations. And when you feel bad, you call yourself a failure, perpetuating that cycle. The more you respond by, by calling yourself a failure, the more depressed you feel, which leads you to call yourself a failure. How we respond to situations determines whether we move through them or whether we repeat them. Frank Sonberg said, lessons in life will be repeated until they're learned. Let me give you another example. So with PTSD, when painful thoughts come up from your past, you might get so overwhelmed by them that you panic. So that's a pretty bad experience. So then a lot of people do this thing where every, they, they do everything in their power to try not to think about those bad memories again. And that leaves you trapped in a cycle of avoidance. But avoidance makes your PTSD worse. Avoidance is directly linked to PTSD and panic attacks. So the more you avoid, the more you panic. And the more you panic, the more you think you need to avoid thinking about those memories or whatever it is. Now, these are just a few examples of how the more you do something, the worse you feel. Therapy would gently help the anxious person face their fears. It would help the depressed person change their negative self-talk. And it would help the person with PTSD to gradually face their trauma with a calm body. We have to examine our patterns. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason, hour number two on Monday. Tonight's topic. Gosh, relationship, chemo, you might be doing something like avoiding. Avoiding is a metaphorical uh, match for relationship chemo. In the short term, avoiding something that is difficult, avoiding something that is painful. In the short term might be good. You might have a momentary sense of relief. Oh, wow, I've avoided that. But in the long term, you got to understand how chemotherapy works. It's going to eradicate everything. And just like she said in the clip, the more you avoid, it's attached to what? Depression. It's de uh, avoidance anxiety, yeah. creates anxiety. anxiety. 
Oh, Lord, here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason is on fire tonight. Let me bring in my folks. Y'all know who's in the building right now. Comedian, actor, director. <laughs> Thespian. Yes, yes, my yes. brother, Rodney Perry. What up, Zoe, man? It's, first of all, this has been a crazy, fun show, man. I'm glad you walked into the cigar lounge today, I'm glad brother. I did, Come too. on, man. <laughs> and then, of course, KBLA's own legendary oh. intellectual <laughs> first lady. Huh? <laughs> hey! That was, that was nice. You like that, that huh? Nice. That Spirit and clinician. Okay. Come on, Dr. <laughs> Shalanda Crawford in the building. Dr. Sunshine. Yeah, man. So this is yeah, this is heavy tonight. Now, yeah. let me just dig a little deeper real quick because you were saying something. What were we talking about? A little bit uh I said we should dig down into that. Uh reverse to hurt. Put your paint, put your hurt to work. Yes, put yes. your hurt to work. And Tonight's topic is talking about defining relationship chemo and like chemotherapy, which aims to target and eradicate cancerous cells while potentially causing collateral damage to the healthy ones. Relationship chemo comprises actions and thought patterns employed in response to past emotional wounds and relationship traumas. These actions and patterns may initially seem protective, shielding individuals from the perceived threats of vulnerability and further hurt. However, they can paradoxically create barriers to emotional intimacy trust and mutual healing thereby thwarting the very growth and connection sought within the relationship examples of relationship chemo may include emotional distancing avoidance of difficult conversation there's avoidance again mm -hmm. defensiveness excessive self-reliance and the repetition of the familiar maladaptive relationship patterns these responses rooted in self-preservation mechanisms often stem from past hurts and betrayals becoming ingrained as habitual ways of coaching the term itself I coin. Uh, I didn't coin it. Sarah Jackson coined it. Indeed. Relationship chemo. The uh, the term itself underscores the importance of self awareness and the need for individuals within intimate relationships to recognize when their protective measures will inadvertently isolate them from their partners, just as chemo therapy necessitates careful monitoring and adjustment. To minimize harm to healthy cells, individuals engaging in relationship chemo must actively examine their behaviors and thought processes. And by doing so, they can foster an environment where authentic healing, personal growth, and relational transformation can become possible. Ah, did I explain relationship? I think you broke it down. Did I explain? You got up in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got callers on the line y'all want to talk to our folk let's get busy ladies and gentlemen without further ado sean from oakland california get in here hey brother wow you guys going for the powerful stuff 
you know, here's my thing. You've all said some amazing and, and really truthful and insightful things. You know, here's my thing. You know, you've got to set clear, clear, clear limits in your life. You know, now when I was young, I didn't set any limits. I, I allowed everything into my life, and I just did that. But, you know, I'm a little bit older now, and at a certain point, you've got to set clear limits. And let me tell you specifically, I don't allow discrimination. I don't allow anti-women misogynistic stuff. I do not allow racist stuff. And and, it, and as long as you pass those tests, as long as you pass those, I don't care if you go for the team I hate. I don't care if you go for the team, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not rooting for. We can all disagree on anything. You can disagree on political things as well. As long as you pass those simple limits, big-time limits, and I think those are big-time limits, you know, then you can just think that your team is better than mine. You can think whatever your political team is better than mine, whatever. But you've got to have in your mind, I don't allow, you know, anti-women in my house. I don't allow racists in my house. I mean, that's how it has to go, especially, and I'll say it as a white guy, that's how it has to go Get with it. white people. You need to set a better example for white people to not allow races in your barbecues on Sunday. Well, right. thank you very much right. for that call. We appreciate it. Sean brought Oakland, California in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. The Voice of Reason is always on flyer live from KBLA Talk 1580. Let's zip over to Houston, Texas. Jump into this national conversation. Atala. Yes, sir. What's going on, Uncle Zoe? Yes. Dr. Sunshine. Hey. Mr. Perry, how are y'all? How We're are you? Good. How are you? I'm well, you know, in Texas, in a friendly state. We're we're chilling. <laughs> yeah, y'all doing a lot of things that ain't chilling. <laughs> hot down. Uh, hot down. She said Texas is a friendly state. Right. No, but it's hot. Yeah. Though. It's hot. Yeah. It is hot in Texas. The, the it people are friendly. I, I'm well, it's true. Well said, well said. Still some southern hospitality there. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on tonight's topic, sweetheart? Well, I actually had a question. Um, so I wanted to know, what do you guys recommend um, in terms of navigating reconciliation and forgiveness when you are still in the process of learning boundaries and instating them Fire. boldly? Fire question. When you are still in the process of learning boundaries and what? In, in, in stating them, like standing firm on your boundaries. Uh, have you identified what your boundaries are? Yes. Can, yeah. So, so okay, in short, I won't ask you what they are, but in short, here is my recommendation for you. Mm -hmm. You you have identified them, right? You've made the yes, decision to implement them. I think you now are in the position to do the work. You have to do the work to support your decision. The hardest thing is supporting the decision that you've made. We we make decisions. Mm -hmm. But the hardest thing is to support 
our own decisions. Attila, mm. uh, Uncle Rodney here. Uh, here we go. Um, so your question is, is how do you forgive? Did I say it right? Well, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how do you navigate forgiveness and reconciliation when maybe you've had trouble with boundaries in the past, but you've decided this is kind of where I want to stand in this uh, situation. Uh, my opinion is, is, is when you decide to forgive, just do that. Be comfortable with the idea of, of forgiving, and 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 the other the other the other ideas that you brought into play won't be in play if you can if you can clearly forgive and and let it go. Mm. No, this is big. Let me let, let me jump mm. in here too. This is big because this this is a very powerful question. It, and it's twofold. And it's that's what I was about to say. It's a twofold question. Okay, break it down. And I'll tell you how. One side of the question is standing up for you. Mm-hmm. And the other side of the question is standing up for us. Because when you say reconciliation, you're saying, I want this. So if you want something, you still got to pour into what you want. So now you got to have two pours. Mm-hmm. And you need to be ready to A, commit to both pours, right? And like like Shalanda said, you uh, need to identify what the boundary is. So now you you got two jobs. But you can't control the other person. You no, can only control yourself. You, right. You can't control the other person. However, this is what I need from you. Okay. The the boundary and the forgiveness is about you. Come on. Both. Okay. So you're setting a ba- boundaries are necessary. In relationships and individually as people. Whether you're reconciling or or not. not, You have to have the boundary there. And if if it's a forgiveness issue, then you need the boundary in order to not step out of bounds again. Because there's a reason why forgiveness is on the table. But if you don't forgive, then everything is moot. If you you, you never subscribe to the idea of forgiving, there is no reconciliation if you don't forgive. She's talking about reckon. In this case, we're talking about how do you reconcile and, she's and navig- still maintain your boundaries. Exactly. So in this case, she. I'm wants saying to don't restore. strive to maintain the boundary. I'm saying you have to forgive. <laughs> no, Rodney. I have to talk to you like Odin spoke to Loki. <laughs> I'll be Loki. No, Rodney. That's not going to work, Rodney. I yeah. think it works perfectly. <laughs> no, Rodney. That's... Well, I think the mere fact that we're talking about forgiveness means that somewhere there was an offense. Somewhere there, you you offended Ooh. me somewhere. You hurt me somewhere. Somehow we got to the, this issue of Indeed. forgiveness. Indeed. So if you want to reconcile or restore, then I have to have boundaries so that we don't return here again. So in the process of restoration, I have to communicate to you, here's what I'm putting in place so we don't get back here. Mm. Do you agree? Because if you can't agree, then we probably can't restore. I can forgive you. Y'all obviously agree with each other. And I will forgive you, but I I won't restore. Y'all agree with each other. I think in order to forgive, you have to simply forgive and not revisit that thing again. Oh, that's tucking. That's just what I'm saying. I agree with part of what you said. Because you do need, if you're going to forgive, you got to commit. It's a decision. Yeah. Right. But it's a twofold decision with regards to her question. 
Her question is, I want to do both. I want to reconcile and I want to forgive. That's a double commitment. When we come forward, <laughs> the voice Absolutely. of reason shall continue this flamethrower. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason in his playlist. We on fire tonight. Live from KBLA Talk 1580, you already know, in the heart of Lamert Park. Little Africa Town is on fire tonight. My brother Rodney Perry is in the building along with Dr. Shalonda Crawford, a.k.a. Dr. Sunshine. We have a very heavy topic tonight. Yeah. People in the chat saying, we in school, we not calling. <laughs> they busy. <laughs> no, they're saying the, the show is is school, right? So, I don't know. Hey, man, but this is heavy stuff. Let's get Atala back in here and get her final thought. Let's go, Atala. All right, so my final thoughts. Um, I'm honestly of the mind of what you and Dr. Um, Sunshine are honestly saying. Of course. I'm feeling as though, if this, then this. That's kind of like where I'm at. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, if, here's the thing. You can't give what you don't have. So you first have to acquire it for yourself. And then if you feel like it, if, listen, that's the key. If you feel like it, slowly parcel pieces out when you get it. If you feel like you have enough to share. If you don't, communicate that clearly. I don't have enough right now, but I'm storing it. And I'm still there, but I'm storing it. You know, sometimes you have to talk to your partner because they don't understand your process. They can understand it intellectually, but they can't understand it experientially. They're on the outside translating what you're telling them mm -hmm. from their perspective. Mm -hmm. Say, how long this going to take? You healing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't you healed yet? <laughs> What's the whole look? I thought you forgave me. I learned, <laughs> hey, I learned this the hard way. I'm sorry. Yeah. But thank you, Atala. You brought Houston, Texas in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building to join this national conversation, all you got to do is call us at 1-800-920-1580. Theo from Charleston, South Carolina. The brother answered the call. Get up in here. <laughs> so, yeah. so I got to give you the experience on uh, today. Initially, I'm going to try to run through this real fast. So you know that little black book they have on um, uh, TikTok, which is a, a shadow book? So I tried to take that the book to the took the book today to the beach and with my girlfriend and tried to, you know, like, hey, let's you wanna look through this and, you know, try to walk through some of this. It got good for a little bit, but then it turned into like you uh you were saying earlier, or the lady was saying earlier, the avoidance anxiety. Huh. And then we kinda just started veering off in different directions of distractions. And it, it just kind of got upset. It, it just both of us just got upset. You know what I mean? It was just like, okay, are we are we really working on this or are we not? Because it, well, it, it just, just at a spiritual, some point it, it was, felt it's like just a spiritual exorcism in the presence of holy water. That's all that yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's the part that is super frustrating because it's like, yo, I'm giving my all here. It's the do or do not theory of Star Wars. You know what I mean? There is no try. Do. Do or, or do, do not do there is no exactly try. yeah so there is no try so it's like i feel like i'm giving my all at, at, at certain points but you know i know what's lacking what, what did you, you know what, what did mean? you want to achieve what did you want to achieve from that it's good 
a com- to, be, to be able to commune with someone, to be able to have an understanding, like uh, to be able to but see, create let me, balance. Let me let me, in let me a just jump in real quick, Theo. Okay, you can't commune with somebody. I'm learning this. You can't really commune with mm-hmm. somebody while they're communing with their pain. You just can't. They're in a relationship with that pain. They dancing with that pain. They sleep with that pain. They mm. loving on that pain. They're they're attentive to the pain. I and go further. You don't have a choice. You don't. You see what I'm saying? So when you come, it's like me and my wife. We dancing at the club, and you tap me on the shoulder and say, "Can I cut in?" <laughs> no. no <laughs> this is what I'm learning right now. <laughs> and, and the deeper the cut, the more attention you give it. Let you know. Here's a here's an analogy for you. Mm-hmm. Hold that mm-hmm. analogy. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. know what it is? Mm-hmm. Hold that analogy. I do. When we come forward, Theo is about to get cooked by Doctor Sunshine. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> That's hot right there. Makes me want to call. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason. You see, we on fire tonight. The voice of reason, we not playing one bit. Tonight's topic is a doozy. And I got my friends in here, you know, to help us kind of flesh through this topic, man. It's a lot. It's a heavy topic, you know. Um, You don't know, you know, when you're trying to protect yourself that you might be hurting yourself. A lot of times you don't know. You don't know if your method of coping might be maladaptive to you and your partner, Uh i.e. relationship chemo. You might not be aware of that. And this is why we have Dr. Shalanda Crawford to help you navigate the foolery. I mean, oh, <laughs> the, oh, Tom, oh, oh, the oh. Tom foolery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, to help you navigate, you know, you know, healing yourself. Because a lot of times people think I've heard people say I'm healed. And I don't believe that, that, that that's possible. You're always actively healing. You are always actively healing. Now, if somebody could, uh, you know, be participate and say, "A A Alcoholics Anonymous," you mm-hmm. know, they always say, "I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm alcoholic." Once I'm still you alcoholic. in, you in. I, I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. And yeah. I yeah. ain't drank in 37 years. Right. Yeah. The but journey, I'm alcoholic. The Any day the you can slip on a, a <laughs> bottle of Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> like a banana peel. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, I believe healing. And hurt and wounds are like that as well. You can never say, I'm healed. You can say, I'm still in the process of understanding what healing is. Now, how do you convey that to your partner? How do you let your partner know, like, hey, man, this is ground zero where the buildings fell Mm. in my spirit? I I think that's a tricky thing to navigate because... You know, communication is so complex. Ah. And I say that because I, the way I communicate with you is going to be different from the way I communicate with Rodney. 
it's going to be different from how I communicate with whomever. Right. right? So I think how you go about it, I, I think before you have a tough ground zero conversation, there's some some homework, some prerequisites that mm. need to be completed. I need to make sure that I'm communicating to you, one, in a way that you can receive and understand, and two, in a way that doesn't turn around and further put me on my, a, a little further backwards on in my defensive. healing journey right, right, and right. on the defensive too because it, you know you can you most of us don't share because we're afraid of being further injured wow. and not seen yeah. we want to be seen so i don't know if you'll be able to see the thing that i'm trying to communicate and you may further injure me well, well let, let, let's help them a little bit first off the expectation that I should see as you see. I can't see it the way you see it. No way. You're living it. Right. So I can't see it. Mm -hmm. So don't have the expectation that I should see the wound, the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, dissatisfaction. I can't see it the way you see it. Which is why that's the work. When we say work, I'm working on my relationship, mm -hmm. whether that be with yourself or someone else. Mm -hmm. You're working on coming up with the best way for me to express what I'm feeling so in a way that you can understand and receive it. Mm. And a lot of times we have to work. Sometimes it, it, it means acknowledging the other person's pain. How about that? What, what, what happens? Now, I don't want to step and trigger you. But what happens when healing is selfish? I know I'm connected to you and I know this is hurting you, but this is my time because you did this to me. Well, I think you I, that's it's important. Because oftentimes, because we're all infallible people, chances are there will be times when my truth hurts. But I can still communicate with you with sensitivity because my truth is still my truth. What if I think you don't deserve sensitivity? Well, my question would be, do you deserve sensitivity? Oh, no, this ain't about me. This is all my healing process. It is. You see the selfishness? I understand, but if you can't get, if you don't get me to understand where you're coming from, then I don't get what I'm, what the, I don't reach my goal, my outcome, my objective. Rodney Perry. But, but, but maybe it's over. There you go. <laughs> and and I'm that. with that. Sometimes I mean, it may sometimes be over. Sometimes it's just over. I'm I mean, going to agree with that. Sometimes, you know, we're, we're working so hard to heal, mm -hmm. and maybe this thing is done. Like, Maybe you need to to move on. Maybe you've learned all you could learn from yeah, this I person, guess. and it's time to go. It's time, and and that's the hardest part. Sometimes, how many of us have stayed in the thing too long? Yes, you know, because we're still trying to make it work. Still trying to 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 do that one last thing that's gonna make it work again, like it like it was when it first started, and then it's still it's still never we never achieved. It that. sounds really good and it sounds practical, but you know, God is probably the greatest comedian of all time. Oh, he got to. And you can say it's over in your mind, but God probably has a different design for your spirit and that person. Indeed. Well, further, you can say it's over in your mind, but very rarely do your mind and your heart Boom. meet up at yeah, the true same that, time. True that, true that. So, I mean, so Rodney, you and your jokes can get out. <laughs> no, but that, that's not a joke. I mean, I, I, real I, talk, I, real talk. I mean, I mean, it's not a joke. I mean, I just think that 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 <laughs> sometimes we work too hard to salvage a thing that's done. That's done. I'm going to agree with that, but I think it do, it takes wisdom. And if we're going back to Atala, it takes boundaries that you can support. Because I've been in relationships 
in the past, mm-hmm. um, ooh, especially in my 20s, where I felt like I love this person, but I know with my full mind they're not good for me. But I love them. Right. So separating my feelings from my facts is difficult. Mm-hmm. Those feelings get fickle and all in the way. Right. And, and what you said earlier, what, what what's the reality is, is that you learn from that. You do. You learn you from those, those moments. So the, the, the and everything to your is, point, right. yeah. you come to, you, you that you enter the relationship knowing I can't let it get as far as I did the last Indeed. time. Now watch this. When it's real. Mm-hmm. When it's real. See, your point is for when it's not real. Right. Get up out of here. When I'm with my person. But let me say this. When it's real, only God can end it. See, a lot of people, th- th- I say this all the time, Rodney, you tell me how this resonates in your Give spirit. Give it to me. Most of us think spirituality, as it pertains to relationships and life in general, is not really real. It's, okay. it's, it's not tangible. It's a bottom line how we, you know, we, we are bottom liners in relationship. Indeed. I signed up for this. Did you give it to me? No. Next. Right. right? That's typically how we get down. Have you ever broken up with somebody that God said, no, 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 this is not done. And you had to go back or you guys found yourself in the same place at the same time with the same connection. Do you understand what I'm saying? When it's real, only God can end it. There is a spiritual aspect to relationships and relating that most people are totally oblivious to. Now, when it's superficial, when it's uh, basic. Uh-huh. And it's there's no real substance to it. Absolutely, get out of here. Get your things and move to the left. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I hear what you're saying. I don't know if it's fair. I don't know if that idea is fair because ain't no fairness. Because <laughs> I, the reason I don't, I, I, the reason I say it's not fair because it could be real and still be over. You think? Absolutely. I think a particular iteration it could be, you could of be it could thirty be over. years in, and it just not be. This could be your last day. You think so? I know so. I don't know. Right? I've seen it. You seen it? Yeah, people people break up at at year twenty and thirty all the time. Why are they? Are, They've been they, toxic the whole that, time. Is, I that, is that relationship any less real than than anything else? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're a Virgo. You you physicalize. Oh, spirituality oh, it's fine uh, it's, it's okay uh theo <laughs> we gonna get to you when we come forward theo stay with us charleston south carolina and i know dr shalanda has a response you to what you talked it. about here we go the voice of reason the one and only vor is on fire every night 7 to 9 p.m pacific standard time you already know how i get out my playlist is my co-host, Kelly Price. That's a, that's a hot song. Right? You like that? Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I'm a fan of Kelly Price. Yes. Yeah, I am too, man. I, I love it. I love it. We on fire tonight. Tonight's topic is amazing. Let's get Theo from Charleston, South Carolina, back in the building to get his final thought and Dr. Shalanda's response to what he was asking. Can you re-ask the question, Theo? <laughs> I really can't, but I'm gonna. I want to hear doctors. I want to hear the doctors. Um, the response. You really? You can't. Well. You can't. 
or you like, won't. Because I, I was, well, honestly, I was listening to y'all in between, and it was like, Mr. Ronnie, sir, you are coming from a place of hurt, sir. Let that old situation go, because ain't no such thing as running from one situation to the next. We're not Boom. doing that. Boom. I'm not a person that's going to jump from one thing to the next just because it looks good. It ain't going to happen. Well, Mr. Theo, hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, Mr. Theo. Hold on, first of all. <laughs> you, 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 went out, you, you took the girl out with the TikTok tricks, and you wanted to give, you wanted to act the way you want her to react, and then she didn't. That was the question, right? Yeah, pretty much. And yeah. we just we, no, we no, started. See, we no, started no, with no, the no, book, no. and the book was so hopefully going to be uh, in a place of like, you know, how do you feel about this? How do you, and, and, and vice versa. So it was just. But like, it didn't work like that. We went. It didn't initially. It, it worked a little bit, but it didn't work all the way through. So you want to? You don't, now you're gonna break up? No, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not a runner. I don't even like should, necessarily like relationship be. like that. No. Hey, hey, you should leave. So you did I'm a say fighter. Was... If I'm gonna fight, if I'm gonna fight for something, I'm gonna fight for something. You Good know luck, what I mean? Man. Like if I'm gonna put my, go ahead, doc. if I'm gonna put my, help put work in, help this man, put work in, help this man. Doc. So hold on, Theo. Let the doc respond to you real no, quick. No, we were talking about pain, yes. and pain being yeah. present. And I was just mm -hmm. making the point that we, we, we are all dealing with pain. And when pain is present, you you don't have a choice but to address it even if it's small and what i wanted to do was highlight an example we've all had a paper cut mm -hmm. and when you have a paper cut mm -hmm. it's that's the one of the smallest injuries you can get but it all of your attention yeah is right there you know mm -hmm. so i say that to say that if we are dealing with issues and situations of pain which we all are you definitely need to address it brother theo we appreciate the call thank you for bringing South Carolina yeah. in the Charleston. Hey, hey also, that, also, Theo, Theo, don't do it. Tell Doctor Husband I say hi. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Husband. Hey, we got Cali Soul from Denver, Colorado. We are all over the country tonight. We love our callers who call in. Cali Soul, drop it on us. You got the last call of the night. All right, peace, family. Hey, thanks hey. for hey, that. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. Thanks for that nugget of a reminder that we are not healed, that we are constantly healing. Because I think sometimes as I hit like a, a milestone in my journey with healing, I'll forget that I'm not completely healed. Right. And then something else come up and, a le you know, a lesson comes up. And it's like, oh, no, nah, we're working through this again. So it's real it's real um, refreshing to have that reminder that we are constantly healing. And if we're not healing anymore, then we're likely not going to be on this plane anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in regards to our grievances, some of us hold on to our grievances like Smeagol in Lord of the Rings, like, Oh my precious. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> even if you did get the lesson, you don't want nobody to know that you got the lesson because your ego or whatever. Mm. So you're going to hold on to that grievance because it feels better. Do you think to be able to hold something over somebody's head and say, you did this to me. And that's when the emotional hijacking shows up. It's like you, we use our pain for leverage to mm. emotionally hijack mm. later on. 
That's heavy. Great show, though, y'all. Hey, we appreciate you, Cali Soul. Thank you so much for bringing Denver, Colorado in the building. Really quickly, Rodney Perry. Indeed. Where can they find you? I'm easy to find Rodney Perry live on all social media, including YouTube. I'd love to see you guys pop in on my podcast from time to time. Uh, uh, Rodney you got to have me, Rodney. I got to come on your show, man. Consider it done. It's done. It's done. All right. It's done. And um, uh, that's that's pretty much the easiest way to find me, though. Uh, Roddy Perry Live on all social media. And where are you performing next, sir? Uh, where am I next? I'm producing a show in Chicago called Creative Hustle. Uh, season one is on Tubi. We're shooting season two right now. Oh. And uh, it's called Creative Hustle. It's stand-up. It's sketches. It's it's live performance. It's all in one. And, oh. uh, and I wanted the EPs on it. He's definitely a legend nice. in comedy. Don't get it twisted. He uh-huh. goes all the way back to all of the television shows, BET, uh, everywhere. Yeah. This guy has been doing it for a long, 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 the long boy time. boy won't quit. Please <laughs> continue to support Rodney Perry. Now, my friend, the doctor. my comrade, my sister, the doctor, Dr. Yeah, Shalonda Crawford, yeah. a.k.a. Dr. Sunshine. Sunshine, Sunshine. You know where to find me. I'm right here on KBLA Talk 1580. You 8 a.m. Pacific Coast time. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. on Sundays, every Sunday morning, the Dr. Sunshine Show uh, brings a little sunshine, just a little sunshine. She has an amazing show, man. Thank you. I love it. You can, my socials, uh, Instagram is at the Dr. Sunshine. That page is for motivation and inspiration. And the Dr. Sunshine Show to stay abreast on what's going on on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Zoe Williams, the voice of reason, and I know absolutely nothing about what I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait a minute. Nothing. But <laughs> I'm just saying, we start the conversation so you can finish it. Indeed. You know, this this platform is designed to, to you know, to, to curate difficult conversations that many people avoid. And tonight's topic was one of those topics where you know, healing is a highly personal thing. And sometimes it can become so personal that it can actually eradicate everything wow. around, you know, your relationship. Everything gets hit. But we started it. You finish it. Up next, the fire shall continue. You already know, Jill Monroe, RSVP. It's on fire tonight, always. I'll see you tomorrow with another slapper.